Hello and welcome to the Golden Rod Podcast. I'm Ben. As always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connie, to bring you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. This week, we're discussing Pokemon Presents, breaking down what was revealed and our thoughts. That's it. The entire episode, Pokemon Presents, because there is so much that we are excited to discuss. But as always, there will be timestamps in the description below. Connor, how, how have you been? Um... I'm actually a little bit worked up today because we I go away tomorrow. Um, I am planning a trip with a couple of the boys from the YouTube side of things, and we're going to go watch Worlds. We can't go to Japan, unfortunately, as much as I would love to. So we're just going to have a big old watch party. And we realized earlier that it's effectively our Super Bowl. Like we're, I can we're understand just, that. Yeah, yeah. We're just we're just not closeted nerds. You know, we're we're happy to dress up and watch something and get stuff get played and have a great time it'll be so have it'll be time. so much fun it'll be an absolute blast especially when you're watching the finals of the repetitive of the not the repetitive of the of the um of the various um things that are, that are happening because there's unite there's tcg there's so you, pokemon yeah. go and scott violet yeah. vgc yeah which which oh. and i i have to point this out this came in presents okay i think we've got spectator mode I think there's fun. Okay. So, you know, for ages, I've been yeah. complaining about the yes. fact that when I was watching VGC, it was horrendous because you just watch one player's side of it. Yep. In this presents, during the DLC footage, um, we saw at one point them in a different battle arena. Yes. In a spectator mode. Oh, So okay. my hope is that it's in the game ready to go. Could... Could you imagine the big brain play if they revealed that in Japan? Could you, if they, I don't know how they do that. I don't think it would happen, but could you imagine that? Just you turn up, it's like, oh yeah, you're not actually competing in the uh, academy in Scarlet and Violets. You're going to be competing in the. I think it's in the Elite the, Four hallway. Yeah. Uh, right. The big hall room that you do the Elite Four in. That's at least what was on the image. Right, okay. That would be excited if they managed to pull that off. And like we said, like the, the, we, we've mentioned this in previous episodes, that the the way competitive is shown in Scarlet and Violet is a step down from Sword and Shield. Just the stadium, the music, the the just it just fits so well. And I do hope they do something to really bring to life just how great a a pokemon battle can be and you know the the stadium the stadium did that so we need to we need to start moving back back to that and i still maintain i can't remember when we discussed this but i remember talking about the elite four building that you are in in scarlet and violet is disappointing because mm-hmm. it is literally just a box a room big blue box big blue box and there should be something on those things around the 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 boxes that make up the bigger boxes should almost be like tv screens and you get you know you see them in the a bit like you know when you do the terror raid battles and you can kind of see yep. pixelated versions pixelated is the wrong word but that kind of the effect that's yeah, what that's uh, what it should be the lights refracted and you're getting all the different that's it versions of them yes i that's know where it. you're at that's what they should that's what that would be brilliant um but it sounds sounds like it's going to be an absolute blast i hope you enjoy it should we speaking of pokemon presents should we start talking about it yes let's do it let's do it. so the the first thing that i want to pick up on is when 
they started the pr- presentation and they had all the plushies in the background. Did you notice them at all? Because they were very obvious clues as to what was coming up. Oh, were they? No, I was oblivious to it. I've got a picture of it. So Snorlax for Pokemon Sleep. Uh-huh. Pikachu with a detective hat for de- 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 Detective Pikachu. A Mewtwo stood alongside a Mew for the Mew and Mewtwo raid event. Uh, you had the three um, versions of uh, Tasugiri for Pokemon Cafe Remix. You then had the three Scarlet and Violet starters, both in their first form evolutions and the last form evolutions, which could relate to any number of the projects that that are in here as well. And then, of course, uh, Maridon and Caridon, which again relates to it. So there were some clues before we even started as to what was coming up, which was quite clever of them. And now that I've spotted that, hopefully the next time there's a Pokemon Presents, we can be like, oh, okay, let's see if we can kind of guess what's coming up before it actually comes up. But little did we know that you'd had a clue in your background this entire time. Which was? Which was your um, Horizons <laughs> giraffe? <laughs> your Horizons giraffe. That looks honestly. When I when I and we'll talk more about this later on in the series. When I saw that that Raikou form, I can't blade something bolt. I can't remember what it's called. And I saw it and I thought, that's a tall neck. <laughs> that is literally a tall neck from the Horizon Zero Dawn franchise. It looks, especially when its clouds are wrapped around its uh-huh. neck and it gives that billowed appearance. And you know what? I absolutely love that design, but we'll talk more about that later <laughs> on. We're jumping the gun ever so slightly. So, of course, the first piece of news was about the World Championships uh, coming to Yokohama, uh, August the 11th to August the 13th. So that is what Connor and his friends are going to be watching. Um, so... What I loved about this is a the clothing that they're giving away um, mm-hmm. for everyone that competes. Like the Pikachu with the little noodle bowl looks absolutely phenomenal, um, and the the champion gear is beautiful. Absolutely, the like, black and gold style is actually not something I'd usually go for, but it looks really tasteful in this. It, it does, yeah. It's not because usually when when you see clothing like that, I always feel like they go too extreme on the gold, mm-hmm. and it looks cheap. Whereas yep. this doesn't, it's like, oh, it's predominantly black with a little bit of beautiful gold inside of it. Um, the other things as well, which they really are pushing the boat out on this, is the fact that there's a there's a trainer cruise that people can just go on to relax and play and battle outside of the competition. So like, I'm pretty sure they had something like that at UK Worlds as well. I know there was a couple of mm. um, other YouTubers there who'd got a media pass, effectively, that were right. invited on this big boat tour. I don't know if that's the same thing, but I assume so. It's it's absolutely beautiful. And then some of the artwork where they've obviously got people taking photos and trying to get them to interact with the area as well and get them out and about. It It sounds like it's going to be an absolute spectacle and obviously you went to worlds in the uk last august and it it, from everything that i've heard it was really positive and great event yeah no it was it was phenomenal it was really well put together i think because it's being held in japan they're gonna go hard with it that's what it feels like and once once they start showing they're like oh by the way there's pokemon just all around the city yeah go find them go take pictures with them it's like okay let's it feels very much like almost 
Pokemon coming home. Like yes. it, it, it originated in Japan. That's where it started. And yeah, it's all almost felt like it's become more and more like, I want to say Americanized, but it's not Americanized, but you, you know, it's uh, yeah, like, especially the competitive scene. Yes. You know, let's not forget that I spoke about this before as well, even down to silly little things. So when it comes to TCG competitively, all the Japanese players have been playing a different game to everybody else, basically, internationally, because they get sets earlier. So that means when it comes to world championships, they have to relearn everything effectively and play a different game. Wow. They have to suddenly go back a format. Oh right, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. But it, it, like, I, I really do think this is going to be just an event, and I don't mean like it's obviously an event. But I really do think this will set a standard. Anyone going to this one and then going to one after might feel not let down, but oh, it's not as good as the last one. But it's because like they, they pulled out all the stops to make it yeah. absolutely fantastic. Let's move on to the next piece of um, uh, news that we're covering from Pokemon Presents, and that is a new uh, anime, Pokemon Path to the Peak, which follows Ava, who discovers her natural talent of being able to play TCG and joins her school club. Now, that probably sounds quite boring when I say it like that, but the actual trailer... It seems really fun and light-hearted, right? See, now you say it sounds really boring. The worst thing is, it was maybe last week, week before, I've been watching a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! content re- right. recently, and my brain went, Pokemon has a TCG, like a really fun TCG game. And as I said to you, when I came away from the European Championships, they'd managed to build such a story out of that final match in TCG, and I was like... You could easily turn this game into a show. Yu-Gi-Oh! is still phenomenally popular. You know, there are other card game anime that haven't done so well, but you're already Pokemon. You already have the ability to do that. Why haven't we got a game or a show about somebody just playing the card game that already exists? And then I thought, well, Yu-Gi-Oh! has holograms. What do you do? Do you have holograms? Mm -hmm. Do you have it be real Pokemon? How does this play out? And they seem to have just adopted, no, 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 it's just the kid's imagination. That's how cool they think the game is. That's what they see when they're Jolteon attacks. They see it running across and jumping and doing all the electric. Fantastic. If If this show captures the actual excitement of the card game, I cannot wait for it. Agreed. Because the... Watching the anime, sorry, watching this this trailer, it seems like whenever you see a a Pokemon, it is within the TCG battles, mm-hmm. and I think you're right that that this series is almost maybe set in the real world. Pokemon don't exist; it's just you know it, it's the media that we've currently got, and yeah. these people just enjoy playing tcg and like you say they imagine these epic encounters against the you know the 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 people that are competing within this club and i'm I'm really looking forward to just seeing how they handle this because a lot of the other anime animes that we've had for pokemon they all follow the same format of 
it's set within the Pokemon universe, which part of that universe is always up for debate and different, but we've never had anything like this, I feel like. No. No, 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 no. We've never had something, as far as I'm aware, at least animated, that was real world mm. with Pokemon being a product within that world. Definitely. What did you think? What do you think of the animation style? Uh, Very different was my first initial yeah. thought. But what I do like about it is, like, this feels very... When I look at these characters, they almost feel like they would be at home in the old-style TCG game that we used to have you know when you used to have those little character icons that you could customize to the bare minimum it feels like these naturally would fit into there and i'm a little bit annoyed that we didn't get this level of customization in the tcg when it was available in its old format because these character designs while some of them look quite boring and bland but that's by design because you can already tell the characters that probably aren't going to be in it that much and just background characters. But the ones that are obviously front and center have character to them. Their designs are really unique and I do like it. And this is one of those one of those animes that I, I would love to watch with my daughter because we sometimes play the TCG. I've actually taught her how to play the trading card game and it goes back to when I was a kid and nobody wanted to learn it. Everyone just wanted to collect them. And I was always frustrated that I never had anyone to play with. So when my daughter was old enough, I was like, I'm teaching you how to play and you're going to enjoy it. So every now and again, we play it. So I think I think she will will enjoy this. Um, and I'm there looking, is one, I'm, There's one thing I'm worried about. Oh, and that's the fact that our main character is said to have the partner Pokemon Oddish. So right. I don't know about any Oddish cards that are particularly good, um, which A, worries me because we're not going to have somebody who probably changes up their deck a lot. Mm. If Oddish is a partner Pokemon, like that doesn't really make sense in real world TCG. No, it like, doesn't. You, you can play Gardevoir at Worlds, but have played uh, Mew at International Championship. And th there's nothing stopping you doing that. So I understand that you've always got like the ace, like the ace monster in Yu-Gi-Oh! Oddish seems like a weird pull for it. it and, yeah. And I just don't know how they're going to pull it off. I'm, I'm skeptical, but yeah. I, I'm... I'm open to being wrong. Yeah, because uh, my first thought when you were saying that, can you, uh, I was thinking, oh, so it's probably just the case of that, you know, this is a card maybe or a deck that she's been handed down from, you know, parents or relatives, brother, sister, whatever it might be. But then I, I got thinking, well... If but, it, you if, get, but Pokemon has a rotating format. Yes, and the old cards are like I've I've played with an old Oddish and, and played the the older decks with my daughter, and they they are terrible to play with. Like they do not hold up. They are low attack, need loads of energies. You have to flip several co uh, coins to deal damage. So I can't see that being it. And also in Yugo, you have Exodia, and like that, that's like from from. Um, um Yu-Gi-Oh's uh I know that's not his name uh from his 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 um from his granddad and like if you were going to do that with this why would you pick Oddish like it it's really bizarre it's a really bizarre through line and the only thing I can think of is may maybe she 
maybe she just has a deck that she really enjoys and, he, and she can switch things up. But the one card she always loves to be in there is Oddish because it's just her favorite. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's the way they go down. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what format they put it in. If mm. a legit... Because here's the thing. This is obviously designed to sell the card game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at some level, it's got to represent the card game. And yeah. with the way Pokemon works, Pokemon has always worked, is the show kind of follows the game because the show is there to advertise the game. So surely we're trying to advertise the card game as it is now. Or are we going to go, well, no, let's just show Pokemon as it was at the beginning when it was a lot simpler to get people on board. I just don't know how they're going to approach it and we haven't got enough information yet. No, we haven't. Because Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, I, I, it's been a long time since I've watched the anime. It's a long time since I've played the game. But I'm pretty sure the rules are the same regardless of whether or not you're watching the anime or you're watching or you're playing the actual game, right? Ish. The, Ish. the early the early show didn't follow the rules at all because there weren't any. Okay, right. Um, did literally the card game didn't exist, so they made up their own rules. Then they kind of followed the rules, but had their own version of them. And then they did really well at following the rules, and then they made their own kind of rules up because they added motorbikes in, but tried to keep it as close to the official rules as possible. Okay. And then XYZs and Link Monsters were mostly official rules. And then they've gone down to sevens, which is a completely different game. <laughs> a lot more complicated than I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. So, I, as I say, it doesn't have to follow the game no, exactly. No, it doesn't have to. I think I'd appreciate it more if it did, though. Yeah. I, but, it'd be something I'd be interested in, but yes. I am totally not the target market for yeah. this. Ag- agreed. Agreed. Like, I, I think that for some people, like, it... <laughs> They're promoting this, and for for a subdivision of the fans might just... Okay, we just want them to watch this because then they might go and collect it. We don't care if they battle. We just want them to collect it. So maybe mm-hmm. that's why they, they can go, oh, we don't need to... We don't need to mirror the rules one-to-one because that's not the point of it. The point is just to sell more cards, ultimately. Um, but that's just the the cynic in me, I guess, talking. But I'm looking forward to this show regardless. But did you know that Path to the Peak is named after a card? Was it from Champion's Path, by any chance? Um, I can't remember. Path to the Peak, it was a stadium card. Oh, was it? Oh, I missed the stadium cards. They were so cool. The gym leader... Chilling Rain. Chilling Rain, rain right. Right. And what, what did it do? uh pokemon with a rule box so that's your pokemon v's gx's yeah. any of that kind of thing uh have no abilities Ooh, just at all that could shut very some very down. powerful yeah card. that's great that's great i like that they've named it after that um so the next piece of news that we're going to cover is detective pikachu returns now i've never played the original detective pikachu game have you no have you ever had any interest in playing it I was half tempted when the film came out. Yes. But I looked at a little bit of gameplay and went, it's not really a game I'm that interested in playing. Those kind of detective games, I've never picked one up, Mm. but I've never been compelled to pick one up. Okay. Okay. I have also never, never played it. 
but I really want... There's a part of me that goes, I, I need to just pick this up at some point because I've got a 3DS. I can play it. I just need to buy it. And I imagine it'll be quite cheap compared to the typical Pokemon games. The mainline games tend to hold their value, but Detective Pikachu, I imagine it's going to be quite cheap. Now, the question for me is whether or not I want to play the original before I play this because this seems like a sequel because mm-hmm. of the conversations that Pikachu has and the fact it's called Detective Pikachu Returns. But I'm wondering, because the difference was that was a 3DS game. This is a Nintendo Switch game. It's on a it's on a mainline console. And I'd like to think that the way you're going to do this is that it's, it's, not, it's not a sequel of sorts. It's a pseudo-sequel of... If you've not played the original, it's absolutely fine. Within the first hour, we'll have explained, basically, oh, we're trying to track... Well, they do it in the trailer. We're trying to track down my previous partner. This is the family that I'm involved in, and then this is these are the adventures that we go on. It just sets the scene without actually spoiling the game, which I really do appreciate, actually, the fact that, you know, a lot of trailers nowadays, they, give a, they do the money shots, don't they? And it's mm-hmm. all the things that you would really have enjoyed if you experienced them yourself when you were watching the film or playing the game, this doesn't seem to have any of the money shots, which makes me think, okay, mate, there's some, I think there is a good story hidden under this and I'm looking forward to play it. However, I have issues with this, which is going, which is annoying me. The first thing is, um, I think it's, um, Sophia Goodman's face is absolute nightmare fuel. Like, the, her ears popping out, big eyes, it just does not look good. Whereas a lot of the other character models do look quite good. However, speaking of character models, you know all the work that we did in Scarlet and Violet to add textures to those Pokemon? They're not in this game. Not in the game that a lot of people will be picking up after the movie that had so much texture. Well, not even, yeah, that, but also the fact that... These this, models this already is, exist, we should have shifted them over. Yeah, because Pseudo Wudo's in this, and you look at it, and I was like, why does Pseudo Wudo look shiny and bright? And then I looked at the one from Scarlet and Violet, and suddenly realized, okay, it's almost like they're using the the sword and shield textures rather than the Scarlet and Violet textures, which is really weird. But then also in the trailer, there's a couple of characters that skip animation frames, just like Scarlet and Violet, which is worrying because this and imagine is an open world surely this would be the kind of you go down roots levels that kind of thing i'm pretty sure it's the sort of thing where you just like touch a map yeah and quick travel to places so it's a little bit worrying that that is happening in this game is this a game freak game I don't know, to be quite honest with you. Are you going to Google that? Because I want to oh, know have now. Yeah, have a, have a look. I've got a feeling it won't be. Um, they've already got enough stuff on. Although it could be a subset of, of uh, employees that work there, maybe. It's just infuriating that it's typical Pokemon company, you know, two steps forward, one step back, and suddenly they've, they've regressed again on things that... Because... The, while Scarlet and Violet had, you know, mixed reception, I think a lot of the, the, the one of the few things that people really praised was the fact that they'd improved the Pokemon textures and the models and the fact that Pokemon that had fur actually had fur. Pokemon like Pseudo Wudo actually had a completely different 
like body texture metal pokemon were now like truly shiny and sheen and it was great so i don't get why they stepped back and it's typing furiously trying to find information on who's developed it's the pokemon company um, is that all it says that's weird it's the pokemon company it's made by creatures as far as i can tell yeah developers there's creatures inc so it's not directly game freak but it is within that sphere creatures also work on the mainline games and in fact that even goes back to what you were saying creatures do the models don't they? models don't they <laughs> this is what i'm confused about i'm really confused by and the only thing the only thing are they not can... allowed to use it i i don't know this is the, this is the weird thing about this trailer is that on the surface it looks like a fun enjoyable game but when you dig a little bit deeper there are some like concerns do you think there's somewhere at Pokemon who's like, no, 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 no. Gen 9 has to be the best looking Pokemon game there is. And it's like, well, it's not a good looking one. So we failed. It's like, no, 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 no. We haven't <laughs> failed. We just need to make sure it is the best looking Pokemon yeah. game there is. The, the, Despite the fact that Snap exists. But God, we got in trouble last week for saying that we didn't like Snap. I did comment back to so someone said about I, I think it was me in the devil's advocate section I uh, said right. that it's just a blatant like nostalgia cash, cash grab. grab. But then I commented on YouTube basically go, listen, I think I was just reaching for straws at this point. Granted I've not played it everything I've seen and heard paints it in a positive light and I'm gonna play it at some point. Um but like the only thing I can think of as to why the texture models have have reverted is was this in development before Scarlet and Violet? By a smaller group, it's therefore taken longer, and they're working off older models, which I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here, because as far as I'm concerned, you would just import the new character models. I don't know much about game development, but it's just really weird. Okay, other other option, because yeah. this Pikachu needs to be far more animated than the Pikachus in Scarlet and Violet. Agreed. You need different rigging for it to have all the facial expressions and the talking and things like that. So it's not so much that they couldn't use those models as much as it's actually far easier to use the 3DS models upscaled. Ah. Uh, and no. then that's effectively what this is. Because they've already got all the rigging and stuff from the previous game. And yeah. you don't want to step too far past that to make the characters unrecognizable and things. True. I don't know. I'm throwing ideas out. This is obviously all speculation. It is. What What do you think about Pikachu talking? Did it, Did it throw you through a loop? I mean, no, not so much because I'm aware of it now. I actually prefer it to Ryan Reynolds. Okay, <laughs> that's. We'll talk about that movie at some point. We will. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It It was weird that his mouth didn't match any of. The words that were coming out. I'm of it. glad that wasn't just me. I, no. I sat there looking at my head. Something, something's off here. It's because, as far as I could tell, they're not lines from the game. Okay. What we were hearing was just a voiceover, probably by the voice right. of Pikachu. Okay. But because it gives the release date and things like that. So what they've done is they've obviously got the actor in. Yeah. But then just played gameplay footage clips. Right. Okay. Of just Pikachu saying anything. That explains that. Okay. Because like there are certain words where it does look like. Because I kept going back. I was like, no, that matches up. Wait, no, that doesn't match up. It's really bizarre. Also, but, we're we're assuming here that this game has voice acting. 
Oh. That's not something we necessarily oh. know to be true. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it did. I just assumed it did because it's like, well, voice acting in the trailer. But as we we know that voice acting in the trailer does not mean... Actually, we only ever hear Detective Pikachu because all the other characters have pop-up boxes. Uh-huh. I... But I haven't played the original. I, I I guess it would depend on the original. If the original had voice acting, I can't see them stepping backwards and going, this one isn't voice acted. In Detective Pikachu, all cutscenes feature full voice acting. While a Pikachu with somebody's voice does make a cameo, the titular, the titular Detective Pikachu is instead voiced by somebody else. Okay, so yes, it does. Okay. Ooh. Oh, that's okay, right. That might have made or, <laughs> make or break that game. Okay, right. I'm looking forward to playing this, despite my concerns. But I do want to play this on Friday, October the 6th. So not that long, not that long. KG Tang, why do I recognize that name? Who? KG Tang. No idea. voice of Detective Pikachu. Uh, he is they... a he is a voice actor. Okay, that's the, I recognize his name from somewhere. Okay, doesn't matter. Okay. Um, up next, uh, Pokemon Go. We're gonna very lightly touch on this. Just usual information, festival dates, Pokemon that are coming to the game. Uh, one of the surprises there's gonna be Pokemon up up to and through the Paldean region in the game to celebrate seven years. To recognize this, they showed a load of footwear, which is a weird... I thought was a weird choice at first, but the whole thing about Pokemon Go is you're supposed to get out and about. Out yeah, and about, get walking, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. So then it went through a load of different you know, pairs of shoes that match the generation that you, that you got. Like, the Sword and Shield ones had boots with a sword through the laces, and then apparently a shield, but it doesn't look like a shield. Um, the sandals from Sun and Moon had a Sun and Moon icon that glowed. But then we got, and we we were discussing this before the before we started recording, that there's a sneaky pair of shoes that's thrown in between Generation 8 and Generation 9 that we were trying to figure out what it is. And we came to the conclusion that it is, in fact, Legends Arceus, Despite yeah. the fact the sandals don't look like the sandals from so Legends Arceus. Thinking about it further, I don't think it's got anything to do with the sandals in particular as much as it does the jade that's on them. Okay. There's a very good video out there by Loxton who basically broke down that all of Legends Arceus and all of Hisui specifically is about jade. Um, jade is kind of the stone that's embedded in Arceus's ring around him oh um, okay if you go into kogita's house the whole thing is green um there's there's lots of little i think even when you transfer uh pokeballs from legends arceus into the mainline games they become the strange pokeball which are also jade in color right okay so, you've, you've solved it <laughs> possibly that's the interesting part about this though is the fact that they're including it along with everything else. Although it makes sense because they're saying, hey, the games that introduce new Pokemon, we have them all. So it's saying we've got the Pokemon even from Legends Arceus. Yeah. Yeah. It may, yeah. Yeah. True, yeah. actually. Yeah. Because it, Legend, is Legends Arceus considered a mainline game? Yes. And it's by all, by, by all the standards that we yep. have, yes, it's a mainline game. And it's Gen 8, it's right? Great. Yes. And it does make sense because I was about to say, like, 
the mainline games are always the ones that introduce new Pokemon, but then we've got Malton and Malmetal, which kind of confuse that ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. But the the general rule is new Pokemon are introduced in the mainline game. And Legends Arcus felt like a mainline game. So it does make sense that its inclusion is in here, especially as in Pokemon Go, you can now get Hisuian Pokemon as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you can get all Pokemon from generations one through to nine in Pokemon Go. Let's move on to Pokemon Paldean wins. Now, did you did you at first think this was something to do with the DLC? So I actually was watching this and I got really annoyed at it. Okay. Because it starts off and it's all sketchy. I'm like, yeah, guys, we're aware the game looks bad. You don't yeah. have to hide it from us. That's what I thought. <laughs> I honestly thought this is how they're going to get around it. Of This gives us more development time. Let's throw up just a bunch of sketches and people will look at the sketches and go, oh, they're pretty. And they look, they look they you can tell that the games are based on it, but not. They're about to cut corners to try and get to the vision. But then, obviously, we got the the reveal that this is a brand new animated web series set in the academy, following a bunch of trainers, uh, who students that we've never seen before for the most part. Um, and it just says that we're going to watch them grow and learn as they take part in the academy school year. Honestly, I'm really looking forward to this. I think Twilight Wings was fantastic. I think Hisuian Snow was fantastic. Yeah. I assume this is going to follow a similar suit. It's got that same kind of... Oh, how do I say this without coming across so mean? More effort style animation. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, it's it's prettier than the official anime. Well, actually, that being said, Horizons has looked really good. <laughs> So, Horizons has looked really freaking good. But this is a okay. different style. Yes. And it's one I associate more with Twilight Wings and Hisuian Snow. Okay. What I do like about this, though, and it, and it, it makes, me, makes me more comfortable with uh, Horizons because Hori- I was worried that Horizons would try to do some of the Scarlet and Violet storyline and then we'd have that issue that we had with Genies where... Ash is in the Galar region, but doesn't do the Galar story. And you kind of miss out on some of the things that you would like to see. And I was a bit worried, okay, Horizons, we're going to get the same thing where the things that I did like about Scarlet Violet, they're going to miss, or there's a potential that they miss. This feels like it'll hopefully flesh out. And it's one of the great things we've said about the anime is it allows you to flesh out the region that they don't always do in the game. It's one of the reasons why I am really excited for for this uh, for this series. Yeah, these generally speaking allow us to explore different characters more in depth, which if we've said it ourselves, Scarlet and Violet desperately needs. Yeah, agreed, agreed. What do you think of the name? Because it's really it's really weird. Because you mentioned Hisuian Snow, and now we got Paldean Winds, so they're just taking the name of the region and adding some kind of weather to the end well, of it not necessarily because then you right said at the end do you see them playing a flute or something in an some kind of wi- wind instrument in yes, a band that's being orchestrated oh yeah so i assume that's what we're building up to okay that makes a bit more sense are we going to travel around uh paldea and listen to the music of, the, of, of the land 
The music is good, yeah. Those historical tunes that they come out with. Lack thereof. Let's move on to the Scarlet and Violet raid event that's coming up. Because we did discuss whether or not we thought there would be a raid event coming up, and then you pointed out last week that, you know, we've had these rumors of a Mew and Mewtwo event coming up. So they've come up with the creative event name of Get Mew and Mewtwo. So congratulations to their marketing department. Absolutely nailing it. Honestly, good to win it as they are. Okay, right. And before we jump into this, like I've just got I've just got to point this out. Why does it you know that meme that's like stop trying to make something happen? Yep. This is this is Mew versus Mewtwo. Stop trying to make it happen. They are fought what they are fought once, right? In in the in the anime, which was the movie. Uh, and as far I can't as I can see remember the- there was there was a fake Mew and Mewtwo that fought, I think. Right. Or a fake Mewtwo that fought a Mew. Because it it feels like to me, like Mew and Mewtwo had that misunderstanding. Mewtwo, I say misunderstanding. Mewtwo came around to Mew's way of thing and thought, oh, okay, yeah, I have been a bit of it, you know, let, let's let's calm it down. And they, the, my headcanners, they've been friends ever since. And yeah, <laughs> keep trying to make them fight. I don't know. I At least my understanding of it is Mew is always a tease. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Mew will forever wind Mewtwo up. So yes. <laughs> yes. They, they, neither can exist while the other survives. I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. <laughs> so what did you think of the... I'm, I'm quite glad that we got a little trailer for this, even though I don't think that it needed it. I think it benefited from it because what other way do you get to show... Like, the, the opportunity to show off Mew versus Mewtwo must be every creator's dream because of, like... Those the those Pokemon, the fact they can fly and they have psychic powers just gives you that freedom to really animate. And it really mm-hmm. shows in this. It's absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Um and we get to see so at the start you get to see the three uh evolved starter Pokemon. It looks like they're down on the last legs. Mew comes in, throwing psychic powers at one another, flying around. It it looks absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Um and the reveal was that you can get a Mew now right uh, now until, until september the 18th and its nature and terror type is randomized which i absolutely love that i love i love that because you know when we've spoken in the past about like w- what makes your pokemon different than another pokemon and the problem with mystery gift is you're getting the same pokemon for the most part as everyone else and granted you can change you can always change the natures and the moves and make it pretty much identical to someone else's so what further steps can you do to make it feel like it's your pokemon and i think they've they've done it right with this it's you know we're randomized terror type and randomized nature and i know you could change them to make it identical but at least it there's some excitement there of oh which one am i gonna get i really like how they've done this um yeah i think you're right the fact that they are things that you can change means that it's such an easy thing to allow to be different yeah yeah i think it's a great way to do these these giveaways now um and then the mutual raids will take place from friday september the 1st to sunday the september so sunday september the 17th and if you catch the mutual you get the mightiest mark on it and i know we speculated in the past whether or not you'd be able to catch the mutual because when mutual was uh first came out in sword and shield in the raids 
you couldn't catch it. You could beat it, you would get a load of rewards, you couldn't catch it. So it's quite nice that the fact that they're just skipping that step and, you know, in a, a month or two time, you could have a Mew and a Mew 2. Both with the Mightiest Mark, possibly. Potentially. when we saw that leak, the idea was that you could fight the Mewtwo with your Mew. Mew gets a whole bunch of buffs, which is yeah. semi-confirmed in here. And something special will happen if you take yes. Mew to that raid. Yeah. Um. So we know what that is. That's you get a whole bunch of buffs. And then if you defeated the Mewtwo, your Mew then ended up with the Mightiest Mark as well. Right. Okay. So... Do how do you feel about this as a form of event? I think it's a step in the right direction, but they still need mm-hmm. to do more. Okay, I, interesting. Whether or not that's via store, so I, I think there's there's two ways they could go about it, and I think I'd be happy with either of them. One is more raids, and there's a there's cutscenes that lead into that and after that, so it tells a self-contained story. I would like to see that because then you can have other characters from the game pop in. So it could be that there's a really strong water type Kyogre and therefore the water type gym leader comes along to help you, talks about it and you get involved. The other way I could see it going is that there is, you know, this month there is this raid going on and there are certain Pokemon that if you bring to the fight, they will get buffs. And what I like about that is it would allow you to trial pokemon that you might not have tried before and get to play with pokemon so it could be okay there's there's a you know there's a rayquaza fight and if you bring these specific dragon pokemon like the dragon pokemon that people maybe have overlooked in previous generations and it gives you a chance to try something new with these pokemon if they went down either of those two routes i think i i i would probably play a lot more than currently where it's this month it's this raid i'm i'm like I can get that Pokemon anyway. Like, there's, there's no appeal to it for me. So how do you make raids exciting? And I think this is a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction. I think, honestly, the only reason we're getting this is because it's to hype up the fact that the DLC is coming out. It's to get people back yeah. on the game. And that's why they've been allowed to put a bit more effort into the raid event. Yeah. Honestly, I don't... Because Pokemon is not a subscription-based model there's no battle pass there's nothing you pay on a monthly basis we're never gonna get really in-depth events no no it's not to the point where characters are going to be showing up and giving you story it's just not going to happen because there's no money for that no no but that's it like if, if ever you want new characters or characters to come in and have new dialogue there is there is time and money involved in making that happen Whereas the current raid format, literally all you do is, it's probably in the back end, there's a drop-down box, like this Pokemon, this item, this ability, these moves, import, export, whatever it might be. That's that's pretty much what they have to do, which yeah. is the bare put, put, minimum. Push an update that puts all these Pokemon into the game now. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I assume they already know their final dex list. They already like know all so. the Pokemon they are going to be in there from raids and through the DLC. So... I have to imagine that they've got most of those sorted already. Maybe some of them are still being worked on. Maybe some of the later ones, they're still going, okay, do we want to change up his moveset? No. Do we need to change up his stats? No. Do we need to do this? Okay, does the model look right? How, okay, how does the model look on in each of the different hats? There's also possibly different kinds of terrestrialization happening, but we'll come on to that in DLC. The Definitely. raid looks decent. I'm glad they're doing something with it. A free Mew is never a bad thing. 
No. Agreed. Let's move on to the Scarlet and Violet DLC, because we got the breakdown of both the Teal Mask and the Indigo... I want to say Indigo Plateau, but that's that's disc. wrong. Indigo Disc. Thank you. Um, let's do these one at a time, shall we? Should we start with the mm-hmm. Teal Mask? Okay. So the premise of this is that you are on a joint school trip with Briar, who is a new character from um, the, this other academy. I can't remember. The, Blueberry the, Academy. The Blueberry Academy. And you are one of four students who have been selected to go to this this new new area. And we are joined by not Nimona or Arvin or Penny. We are joined by who I'm going to call Glasses Guy, Black Hair Girl, and Cap Kid, who we'll probably never see throughout the rest of this. And like this is a missed opportunity, right? Agreed. Agreed. And as I'll come on to it. It's fine. Okay. So the trailer gives us an overview of the area, as it always does. You know, you get those sweeping shots. You get to see Pokemon. We're not going to break down the Pokemon that are in this. You'll be able to find that out elsewhere. Um, but the key... Should we talk about the key takeaways from this? Things that we we speculate, things that have been revealed that maybe haven't been released before? Okay, go on. So, should we start with Ogapon and its appearance? Yes. Because it breaks the rules of terratyping. Because all the te- all the Pokemon we've seen that have a terratype, the terrestrial eyes, have one of the 18 different hats, for lack of a better term. This doesn't. No, this mask gets really big. It's really big. The horns extend as well. And they've on the actual Pokemon website, they've put, its appearance seems to differ from that of most other Terra Pokemon. Exactly what sort of power this legendary Pokemon possesses is still unknown. Which is really interesting that they've gone down this route. I, I kind of like this because it implies that there's a story element here that ties in with terrestrialization, which I'd imagine... It feels like this is this. You know, the, the Sword and Shield DLCs were, were separate, like very much felt like separate packages. Does it to you feel like there's a there's maybe an overarching plot that follows from this one into the second part? So we know there is because okay. two of the characters that we meet, um, Kieran, Kieran and who's the uh, sister, Carmine. Yeah, Carmine and Kieran. They are from Blueberry Academy. And they will also be in the next games, in the next part of the DLC. Okay. So we meet them in Kitakami and then we go with them to Blueberry Academy as well. Okay. So there will be a follow through. And I'm just going to say it because I can't hold it back. Apparently, the whole DLC is building up to a final story that takes place in Paldea. You, they've, so, they've said that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they've alluded to the fact that, hey, it's all coming together. And once you've gone to Kitakami, once you've gone to Blueberry Academy, you'll have a bunch of knowledge. And you'll be able to come back and work Area Zero out. That's it. Uh, so I've got on from the uh, from the Pokemon website an expanded story connecting back to the Paldea region. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so like you just said, on top of your school trip in Kitakami and your st- studies abroad at Blueberry Academy, the story of the hidden treasure of Area Zero will tie back to the Paldea region as well. I am hoping, because one of my... I think one of my criticisms of 
the the base game Scarlet and Violet was Area Zero. While I enjoyed it, it felt like it needed more. Yeah, it was it was definitely tacked on at the end, and it almost seemed like oh, by the way, here's a story, and it's like where where did this come from? <laughs> this was nothing to do with what we were doing this entire game. Oh, it's over now. Okay, cool. Yeah, agreed. So the fact that potentially we are heading back down, and I am hoping what we don't get is literally you're just going back down the same route, and then there's a Pokemon at the end of it. Like there's a, there's one door that opens up, and there's a Pokemon. What I want is oh, there's a whole area of area zero that you haven't explored that you didn't realize was there. And in there, there is more to find out, more to unlock. And it does feel like they're going to answer some of the questions that people have had about the ending of Scarlet and Violet, where it feels incomplete. Mm -hmm. There are still questions about the machine, the professors, whether or not it is a machine that ties the past and the present, or whether or not it's this dream machine that some people have theorized about. I'm really looking forward to to seeing where this leads us. And I think what I, I'm liking about what they've revealed so far is the fact that, you know, last week when we were talking about a sequel to Scarlet mm-hmm. and Violet, the DLC that we got for Sword and Shield didn't really feel like... It felt like here are the side adventures. It wasn't yeah. a continuation. This, this feels, is what a champion does when they've got nothing else to do. Yeah. You've beaten everything yeah. locally, it's time to leave. Yep. This doesn't feel like that. It feels like... because um, I, what, I like, what I do like about it is the fact that Scarlet and Violet, while it did leave a lot of answering questions, there was enough there for you to go, oh, the story's wrapped up. I'm done and dusted. I've got a few lingering questions, but I, I don't need them to be answered to understand the journey that we've been on and what's happened. So the fact that they are approaching this and adding more information really do appreciate that kieran do you think he has the so that i i think there's potential with this kieran character that he isn't quite what he seems and i think he's responsible for what's going to happen with Ogapon because there are there are two key key parts in this trailer where one there's some ominous music when they are when they're spying on your character and then there's another close-up shot of his his fi- he clenches his fish fists a lot like you know you know that Arthur meme from Bay Arthur mm-hmm. <laughs> um so that's what it feels like I and the fact that this character carries over and I th- I'm pretty sure there's a line of dialogue in there about him being jealous or something like that so I can't help but feel that he's responsible for some of the story and potentially the release of Ogapon or the three uh, Pokemon um Fezendipity and the other two. I just like saying Fezendipity. The loyal trio. The loyal trio. I can't but feel that he's going to play a part in that. Do you think I'm onto something there or not? So I have a feeling that he's going to inadvertently get involved. Um, I am under the impression, and this is purely my own headcanon currently, my own speculation, um, that this is not the same Ogre Pond, or Ogre Pond as we know them, is not the Ogre from the story. Okay. But perhaps the mask is the same mask that that ogre wore, and oh. thus this otherwise uh, shy, timid character 
as we kind of see in its official artwork when it takes the mask off it's got that very like dark face it's got those bright eyes this otherwise shy character is put in a situation where they have to be big and scary because that means they they they're not going to get pushed around anymore and i have a feeling that kieran is going to mirror that in some way we've been introduced to him as the shy doesn't want to be away from his sister and maybe goes out on a bit of an adventure with you you stomp him into the ground because of course you do yeah yeah and he maybe takes the wrong path or is misled and is tricked into doing things i'm not sure i don't think he's an outright villain no agreed but i think he could easily be tricked or take the understanding of an otherwise villainous pokemon okay what do you make about the mask falling off we see it for a split second do we yeah the mask is bouncing down some stairs just the mask not the pokemon um i suppose the question is when does that take place does that take place at the start wow place at the end this is it it's quite i i thought my my first initial thought was oh if you see something like that typically it's when you know the hero has fallen typically Mm -hmm. the sword falls down the shield comes down whatever it is it bounces down it's that cinematic or that they've lost that's where my head goes to but for all we know this could be at the start of the adventure you know they've discovered the mask the mask falls down pokemon retrieves it who knows what what is going to happen but it's i've got a lot of questions about ogapon and i think you're supposed to yes and i quite like the fact that we've been it doesn't feel like what they've done in the past where you know, here's a new Pokemon, here's all the information on the website, and then you get into the game, you catch it, and you think, oh, that's it, right, okay. There is mystery around this Pokemon, and I'm really looking forward to uncovering the mystery, figuring out the story behind this Pokemon, and just how it ties into the terrestrialization phenomenon. That That, that is the biggest takeaway for me, is just why is this mask different? And what does that mean for the the story and the mechanics of Scarlet and Violet. Well, we know terrestrialization is getting a change because we now found out as well that the uh, Terrapagos that we've been seeing, the big turtle mm-hmm. from the Indigo Disc, is the terrestrial form of the tiny little Terrapagos that we were introduced to first in the anime. So terrestrialization is changing. Mm. And somebody said to me as well that they saw uh, one of the normal Pokemon terrestrialized without a crown. I haven't seen it in the trailer yet, but apparently that has been spotted. I'll have to double check myself at some point. Yeah, okay. I want to know more about that. On the level of the teal mask, though. So we got to see Ogapon. We got to see Ogapon's mask terrestrialization. We also got to see the loyal trio. We got to see the loyal Mm. three. We got to see their moves. We got to see them do some moves. And I want to know if you have thoughts on what typing these Pokemon might be. So, I, funnily enough, when you mentioned that, when I was snipping through the video, I said I'd come back to that because I thought other oh, would be clues. I never came back to it. So I don't have an answer to you, to be quite honest with you. But did have you got thoughts on that? So I'm literally just looking at it now. Okay. Um, what spun me... What, what clued me in 
was Monkey Dory because it kind of like throws its hands up, closes its eyes, wiggles its fingers, and purple spiral energy comes out of it. And it looks very much like a psychic type move. Okay. And then after that, you've got uh, Okidogi doing a big punch from across the arena. Yeah. I'm like, okay, is that a fighting type move? It explodes with orange energy, which is more fighting type, but it starts with green energy. So what does that mean? Mm. Um, we're trying to decide what type of move is based off its coloring, <laughs> based off yeah. its animation. <laughs> yeah. But I, I can't for the life of me work out what Pheasantipity might be. It kind of looks like Moonblast a little bit, but I assume these are all signature moves. Yes. Fairy psychic fighting? Surely you do fighting dark psychic, I'd have thought. You'd think so for that little trio that you Triangle. can have going on. Yeah. Mm. But the these do not at least appear to be the water, fire, grass starters we assumed they were at one point. Yeah. Which I'm actually glad. Like, I do enjoy... It was it was one of the highlights for me playing Scarlet and Violet of when you finally take on the professor at the end and they they have their team of six paradox Pokemon and you're sat there just thinking, I don't what, know what typing is are. this? Yeah, and you're trying to cycle through your Pokemon, trying to figure out what is super effective against it, and it's why that battle is one of my favorite favorite battles in the entire of the the Pokemon um, the games. Because you actually had to think about it. Yes, it wasn't just right now. I swap out to the fire mon. Now I swap out to the electric mon. It was very much a case of not only figuring it out but trying to survive. And the fact that they haven't revealed the typings of these Pokemon, I'm hoping that continues. And when you do get into these battles, you then need to okay, right? I need to have a. I need to think a bit on the spotty, and it it just makes you. It makes you enjoy the gameplay and appreciate the the battle mechanics a little bit more. So, I I I like the fact that we're trying to figure out what typings the Pokemon are, but I hope they don't reveal the typings. Yeah, I agree. Was there anything else that stood out in this first part? I think the the traveling photographers in this one, right? Yes, it is. Perry. I'm I'm kind of really looking forward to this. So I have mixed feelings on this okay. one, simply because. This almost seems like the answer to let me be a, a professor of research yeah. and let yeah. me go do stuff for the Pokedex. My my issue is that we see us running up to this Sudowoodo, we pull out our camera and Sudowoodo goes, hi! <laughs> Which, okay, is, is it going to be a bunch of scripted events? Is it go find yeah. this one Pokemon in this one position who's going to do this one thing? Or have they somehow got? I don't. It's you're I know what you're wishing. I, I I know they do it in a specific area, so it's possible that they've got scripted events running around, and you can run into them as and when you search for this mysterious Pokemon. While we'll take you into the timeless woods. So that's the other thing as well. We're looking for a new Pokemon. Um, I didn't didn't notice that. Right. Okay, so yes. no, another new Pokemon outside of the ones that we've already had revealed, which is four more in this trailer. So it's potentially yeah. another Pokemon to, to come. Okay. So who knows? Maybe Timeless Park, or sorry, Timeless Woods, is going to be self-contained enough that they're like, no, 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 we've just got in here, in this one yeah. area, we've got AI. 
oh, yeah. <laughs> we got Pokemon yeah. that interact with each other and things yeah. like that. I'll take it. I, I would honestly take it yes. at this point. Yeah. It's it- not going to be the most fleshed out thing in the world because it's a mini game. Yeah. And it- this is effectively the Teal Masks version of the races that we're getting in the next game. Yes. It- or in the it- next part of the DLC. Because what one of the things we said leading up to this release of Scarlet Violet is we wanted the Pokemon to feel like they are living creatures. We didn't get that, unfortunately. So if we can get that in the DLC and just with this one little subpart, it almost gives you that, that not relief, but it's almost like, okay, it scratches that itch a little bit. It's not quite what I wanted, but I'll, I'll take it, you know, baby steps. Someone out there is thinking the same thing I am, so maybe eventually we'll get that game eventually maybe one day we will i and i would love to see that and it's really annoying because the trailer does what the scarlet violet trailer did where it looks like the pokemon are are alive for lack of a better word you you know uh, there's a lot of screenshots where it's uh, screen grabs that i've got of when the you know there's a i think an apom just lying down on a rock relaxing and things like that and, and i just think we saw these kind of shots in the initial trailers for Scarlet and Violet and you didn't deliver on them or we were missold them or whatever. You know, we go back to the review episode for, for our thoughts on that. But what we were shown wasn't what we got ultimately. And I'm just a little bit worried that that's might be what we get here. And like the pseudo Wudo, for example, is literally there is one pseudo Wudo that will do that one animation and that's your photo. And that's yeah. not what I want. That's That's not what I want. Um, but what what do you think of Perrin's design? She looks like um, they are related to the yeah. gym leader from X and Y. Although we uh, know she has yes. a... That's just because she's a photographer, to be honest with you. <laughs> they don't actually <laughs> look similar in the slightest. Is it, is it the, they've got similar hair, that kind of... They've got similar looking but, cameras. But, I'm sure they're related. <laughs> that must be it. Yeah, yeah that's, how you, that's how you prove your lineage. It's the ha- camera that's handed down throughout mm-hmm. the generations. But I've seen uh, comments online about uh, them being released to um, Amadan. Amadan? From Legends Arceus, whoever the the the, oh, I need to right. play that Adamant. game again. Yeah, yeah, Adamant. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the hair colors yeah, no, and stuff like it. that. Yeah, it's this is the thing about Pokemon is you always get the speculation of these characters are related and they never they never reveal it. They never have any lines of dialogue. But why would they? Like, oh, nice to meet you, play. Did you know I'm the descendants of a, a leader in the Hisuian no, region? Like, but what we'd get is, uh, my family's from Sinnoh. Yeah. Your little things like that. I want more that I wanted. I want these characters to feel alive. And we, we never really truly get that. But I like the character design. I like the fact that it gives us a chance to play with the photography mechanic, which outside of literally snap well they had the camera in the game oh but i take pictures how much did you how much did you use it i tried to do it once and then couldn't figure out how to change my trainer tag or my trainer background so gave up because it's not it's not in the same location it's it's utter nonsense how they they developed that you you think you take your camera and then you could then take the photos and then set them it's in a different menu it's it's ridiculous and i would love to use the 
camera functionality mode the only time i've ever used it is when i was doing my uh when i modded scarlet and violet and the absolute hit just insanity that came out of that and i had to use the photo mechanic to capture some of the good screenshots and then also when i did the um the cage lock with british eagle and then before we went to a battle i would always take a, a silly picture to show on the train screen and one of them was a Lux Rays bump. So it was just like, nice. what is that? He's <laughs> like, what is that? Like, Never mind, you don't need to know. So that's the only experience I've had with the camera, but I would love to see more of that and I'm looking forward to it. Um, I did say as well that this is the answer to racing in the second one. That's not true. Apparently the racing mini game style it's thing, in this one. otherwise known as Ogre Austin, yep. is uh, in this one. So... So you pop balloon, you drive apparently you drive around, you pop the balloons, but what I did notice is that in the trailer there are uh, there's a Maridon and a Karaidon, both with player characters popping the balloons. Are we finally getting some kind of competitive overworld minigame? Oh, were they in the same They're in the game? same both of them are in the same game. The Maridon, I think, is at the front, and then the Karaidon's at the back running around and they're both popping balloons interesting see this is the bit where i've only watched this trailer once oh i had to watch it twice i always do that i watch it the first time just to enjoy it and then yeah. the second time i go back and take snippets and screenshots and write down what i see mm. have you seen it i'm having a look now okay so well while... right on oh yeah no you're right they're see both, both there yeah are we finally can, getting some can you do verses yeah could you imagine that even yeah, if, I could. It's, yeah, it's exactly it need, what we should have. Agreed. Like the, the fact that when you join Scotland Violet, again, a step in the right direction, being able to join in and both of you able to fully explore the map and catch Pokemon in, in, the, in that format. But the fact that you couldn't use that double format in anything else, whether or not it's the gym trials, battles, anything else like that was a, it was a missed opportunity. So the fact that we might potentially have it for this is amazing because yeah. I can just see some of the fun competitive or, you know, the, those those kind of videos on YouTube that you see, like, first we raced in, da-da-da, and then we battle and stuff like that. I could really see this being used for that kind of format. Um, the rewards for completing this are Moochie, uh, which helps Pokemon to grow strong, either reset EVs or increase EVs in a stat. So basically, it's an it's another way to, um, you know, train for competitive Pokemon. Is it faster Good. than using uh, proteins and stuff like that? I guess we'll find out. Probably quicker, it, dep- it depends, again, how how easy they are to grind for. Yes. Yeah. Or, what we really should be looking at it is how fun they are to grind for. Yes, agreed. And to be fair, like, uh, you know, fair play to Game Freak, that whenever they do anything around the EVs, there's always a new fun aspect in every game. They don't just recycle the same EV training um reset um format that, that they always do they always think up new ways to do so got to give them a credit there also another reveal that we get in this this part of the trailer we get a selfie stick which yeah cool I, why not yeah sure I, I was like okay i didn't need that but it actually does kind of make sense because obviously the shots that you take they're always the arms length this if it allows you to get that further out you know what actually yeah i'm i'm on board with that sure um that's all I've got for the teal map. No, wait, I have oh, I have got one annoying little thing. Go on. So at one point we see a Surskit on water 
and we see a corfish that is half on the beach, half on the water, and there is no transition. There's no graphics underneath those Pokemon when their feet touch the water. And Surskit, I know that Surskit skims on Skates the water. the top of the world. Yeah. I, I get that. Oh, but, I see it. Yeah. But I saw one of these bugs when I was in Disneyland Paris on the water, and it leaves little trails on his feet as it's skimming around. That's what I want to see. And the corefish, like, it, it's literally planting its legs in where the water is, and there's no little splashes or anything like that. And it's just a little attention to detail. Considering that this is not an actual shot taken from the game, this is a development copy of it where they've placed these two Pokemon in and just yep. made them do their idle animation, and they still went, you know, that looks fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that, that's good enough. Yeah, it's infuriating. I think this this finally answers the question of, are they going to do anything about the, the graphical issues of Scarlet and Violet in the DLC? No, they're not. They're, they're not. We are just getting new areas to discover, new Pokemon as well as returning Pokemon and a new storyline. They are not going to fix any of the Scarlet and Violet issues. Whether or not those same issues are present, we'll have to wait and see because it's these are both set on different areas. So I'd imagine new areas built from scratch maybe don't have some of the same issues, but we'll see talking a new pokemon do you want to do the new pokemon from that we're going to get in the teal mask and then transition through indigo disc doing the new pokemon in that i like that yeah let's do that but i can't remember which ones we're we're getting diplin diplin which is the new evolution for applin yeah. which is based on a candy apple i okay i'm glad we started with this one it's the weakest of the four that we're getting i think i think so as well uh, it's not one that I expected, to be quite honest with you. The only link I can see as, as to why we got this is because of the Apple Fields that are revealed in... I can't remember if this is the DLC Part 1 or Part 2, but they talk about the the, re- the inhabitants feast on the Apple trees that they've got. So it makes sense that, okay, Apple, let's introduce a new Apple Pokemon, but I... Was anyone asking for a new Appling evolution? We already know, but it does have an interesting statement on here. So, a newly discovered evolution of Applin. Uh, it's completely distinct from Flapple and Appleton. The head sticking out seems to be seems to belong to one of two separate creatures, while the tail belongs to the other. Both creatures help each other out from within the shared apple. Interesting. Okay. So this might be a case of A, is there another Pokemon like Applin kicking around? Oh. Is there maybe a regional form of Applin? And the only way to evolve the regional form is with a Galarian form of Applin, and then okay. the two come together. Okay. I don't know. We could we could finally see. And I'm literally going off a tiny bit of text. This has not been promised. We know, all know, know how you, this has ended for me. I know where you get. I know where you get with this. Are we finally going to get the Slowbro evolution? Yes, the the one that actually like it's always annoyed me that I, I get the limitations back in the day. Like you should have a Slowpoke and a Shelter in your team, and something happens to evolve them into Slowbro. And there's things like Magnemite. Diggle. Uh, there's there's so many of those different variations where 
it 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 shouldn't just be a straight level up evolution. Do I want that for this? Yes, of course. I always want more weird evolution mechanics. But I don't think we'll get it, which annoys me. But that is news to me about it being two Pokemon sharing an apple. I quite like mm-hmm. that idea. Um, I I understand its its design. It, 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 I do love the apple and the syrup coming off it. I do enjoy that. It's still weird, a weird Pokemon. Um, let's just talk about its moves that it, it gets so it's get gets syrup bomb which i do love the name of that one move that dipling uh, one move that dipling can learn syrup bomb is a grass type special attack that causes an explosion of syrup this move co- coats the target in syrup and causes its speed stat to lower each turn for three turns and then its ability super sweet syrup uh, its ability appears for the first time in part one, the Teal Mask. When Dippling first enters battle, the scent of its syrup spreads across the battlefield, lowering the evasiveness of opposing Pokemon. Now, that ability, I could actually see being used in competitive because how many powerful moves have you got that are 85, 90% accurate? And they could cost you the fight? Yeah. Like the, there's some so while the design is the one I'm I'm not that fussed about for Appling, its move and abilities I I think could see some niche use, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, it does say only opposing Pokemon as well, so that could be really good in doubles. Yeah, okay. exactly. You swap it in, and it does that, it, and it, suddenly Rock Slide is almost guaranteed yes. to hit both Pokemon. Okay, yep. yeah, no, I could see that. Lowering so, yeah. speed so, three turns in a row seems really strong as well. It it does, doesn't it? It really does. Because, again, speed plays such a huge part in competitive. I really think that this could be the next... You know, Amoongus always seems to be in, in teams because of its... Ooh, it's don't know about that. Diverse. It, it's one of those that could, could be it's appearing more. Ice. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. You never know. You never know. But the one question I've got for you, and I'm going to ask this for each of them, Pokeheart or Pokenart? For me, this is a Pokenart. Um, and i'll probably say the same uh about the other pokemon that is very much seems like they went hey i've got an idea for a gimmick okay do you mean a pokemon no 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 i said whatever i said (laughs) why don't we have a candy apple pokemon oh well we've already got an apple pokemon and it kind of turns into an apple pie and a worm inside an apple so that's fine i'll just be a new version of that we just have a candy apple pokemon oh we also got a bridge pokemon that i want you to check out okay (laughs) okay so let's, let's let's move on to uh, uh, Archaludon, 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 Archalod- yeah, maybe. Sure. I mean, they did say it in the trailer, I think, but we we completely missed it. So th- this is an evolution of Duraludon, a Pokemon that nobody thought we would get an evolution for, and basically makes Duraludon busted now because you you'll be able to whack an Eevee light on it. Yeah. Taking it's a way to look at it. Yeah, and it already had a really high base stat of like 535, which puts it in the top tier of Pokemon with a really good typing as well, and you can make it even more busted. But the main change about this Pokemon, it's a bridge. So it says, in a pinch, it takes on a bridge-like appearance. Um, extends its normally bent torso, trading some of its mobility for a more stable center of gravity. While it's like this, the Pokemon resembles a magnificent steel bridge. So are we getting a Pokemon who, whose ability 
maybe changes depending on the form or what the ability does changes based on the form. Don't know. The fact that Don't. it says trading some of its mobility for a more stable center of gravity. Yeah, so what you could do is, so when in trouble, so for instance, you know, like Defeatist, mm. it becomes an opposite form of Defeatist. Uh, similar to, we have, what's, uh, Anger Shell. Yes. Anger Shell? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's from Cloth, who gets yeah. that thing where once it reaches half health, it drops all its defenses, but buffs its speed and attack and things like that. Mm-hmm. I could see this lowering speed for a more stable center of gravity. What does that that's, even mean? That's the strange part, isn't it? Increased not... accuracy? <laughs> Maybe. I'm not quite sure. And it's re- this, this Pokemon is weird because... I'll be honest with you. I don't think that's got anything to do with ability. I just think okay. that's flavor text for the animation that it does when it attacks. Potentially, yeah. So, do you think this Pokemon is staying as a Steel Dragon type? Because it talks a lot about electricity. Yeah, yeah it's a Steel Dragon type. Oh, has it been confirmed? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a shame. I would have liked to have seen it. But again, another one of those Pokemon where this is what, why I love terrestrialization is because it has electric type moves. You could potentially terrestrialize it into electric type to boost its new moves even further. Uh, it has a new move because, of course, it does electro shot. Um, so the Pokemon gathers va- vast quantities of energy and fires off a high voltage bolt of electricity under rainy weather conditions. Archer Ludon can immediately fire off this attack without having to spend time charging up. So it's uh, the equivalent of solar beam. Yeah, yeah. Which I quite like that as well. Because if your opponent sets up a rain dance trying to outsmart you, and you can then bring this in and do that. Yeah, weird Pokemon to give it to first. Agreed. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you there. It it is a really weird... I get their decision to go, oh, let's, let's, let's make it into a bridge. Sure, fine, whatever. But... How do, you, how do you connect electric electricity and bridges? Okay, so, because um, it's Tower Bridge, I assume? Mm. Does, the, does the bridge raise up through well, electricity? No, Don't know. I, here's, here's a question as well. We're obviously looking more into terrestrialization. So as mm. we spoke about, we're getting different masks for the Loyal Trio and at least Ogre Pond. And we know that the, um, I've forgotten its name, the turtle is changing its appearance entirely due to terrestrialization. Are we going to finally get uh, Terramax forms? Which is a case of, okay. if you terram- terrestrialize this Archeludon, that's a terrible name, Archeludon into an electrotype, it gets a different form entirely. Are we getting that? Uh, no. I don't think so because it's more work for them. Like, and I know I'm saying that because we with, with Gen Eight we we did get the the G Max forms and they mm-hmm. were they were completely new forms, but they were there from for the most part from the the creation of Sword and Shield. Like you go into Sword and Shield, that like those Pokemon are there. Adding them in DLC, uh, it just feels a bit left field. I can understand. Well, what, we had I, Gigantamax forms added in the DLC, though. Urshifu they, obviously got Gigantamax forms. The Starters only got their Gigantamax yeah. forms in the DLC. But they were additions to what was a system that was already there. I'm not saying it. Uh, 
But they're already making those additions. Yeah, with they the masks are. And with uh, Terrapagos. True. So it would make sense to me to tie this back to Paldea to be like, no, terrestrialization as we know it is evolving. Yeah. Okay. I would. I would like to see. I. I would like to see it because some of those G Max forms are some of the most beautiful Pokemon designs we've had. They are. Some of them are absolutely gorgeous, and the love that went into them. And it's just a shame that we didn't have the textures of Scarlet and Violet in them because they would have made them look so much better when they were already like a really high level of of design. I but the again the cynic in me it, it's extra models that they have to create and I I just don't I, I'd imagine those the Pokemon that have custom Terra types that don't fit one of the initial eight uh, eighteen will be because they fit within a certain um they they're part of the story and that's why they get different terrestrializations okay. But I guess we'll see when it's when it comes out. I what I want to honestly, I want to like the more new new more forms. Always enjoy that, but I I can't see that happening on this Pokemon Pokeheart or Pokenart. Oh, at the moment, it's Pokenart. I don't like its okay. design. See. I don't like that it looks like a big uh, paper chomper, like a oh, state remover. Don't it. I used to love playing with them as a kid. It's dangerous. I was just clicking them. Paper chomper. I just yeah. heard <laughs> But yes, I'm not a fan of his design. I don't. Okay. Yeah, I, I, could, I could leave this one. Okay. I, I do like its design. I don't like it when it's flat, but when it's stood up, I can see the progression from Duraludon. I, I, I enjoy Duraludon. I think it's a really strong design. You know, a steel sk- skyscraper. I love it. Um, so it is a poker heart for me. I didn't talk about the apple, uh, appling or dippling, whatever it's called. It's poker heart for me. I'm really not that fussed a- uh, about that. But let's move on to the two that I think everyone is talking about here. Should we talk about Raging Bolt or Iron Crown first? Uh, let's do Raging Bolt. Because I think Raging Bolt is getting more attention. Yes. Have you seen mainly positive or negative attention? I've seen mostly memes, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> yes. People just going, why is it a giraffe, though? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Why is it the brontosaurus <laughs> from Jurassic Park? Oh, I, I've seen a load of memes, and people... Mo- most of the comments I've seen are people that are disappointed, but I don't see where that disappointing di- disappointment comes from, because I really like this design. I have bits of it I really like. Okay. And I have bits of it I'm not okay with. What are the parts that you like? I love the idea of it's like its head being a thundercloud. Yes. That's why it's so high up because yeah. it is one long thundercloud with a lightning bolt stretching from the top to the bottom. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. It, it gives off that uh, regal, I am the god of thunder kind of yeah. feeling. I don't like its front legs. <laughs> oh i love his front legs i just don't i don't like his legs i don't like the way his legs okay. stand i don't it's because it arches upwards yeah and then it like leans forward in battle i just oh i don't like it okay I don't, I don't know what it is it feels like it should fall over okay right i get what you mean now because i i'm when i said i liked it, i was looking at the the artwork that they produced mm-hmm. but actually looking at it, i've got a screenshot of it in game and yeah i see what you're saying now it feels like those front legs would work if it's always stood up but the moment it comes down all its weight goes forward 
And the worst bit as well, when you have it in battle, apparently that big cloud-like ruffle yeah. around its neck flies backwards and reveals just a Raiko face. Oh, so no, I don't like at, that. At the top of this giraffe, at the top of this brontosaurus, is just a cat head, a saber tooth. Why? <laughs> yeah, it Why? Doesn't, just, yeah, it doesn't make yeah. any yeah. sense. Yeah. And I- it almost <laughs> feels... People really quite liked, at least to my knowledge, people liked Walking Wake. Because we could see the design elements you'd taken from Suicune, but it was very much not Suicune. Yes. Whereas yes. the head just makes this like, you haven't just taken designs from Raikou, you've just put its head on a completely different Pokemon. Yeah, when so when, when I look at this design, and I think if you chopped off its its the top of its neck to the bottom of its neck and whacked its head onto the bottom part and then put it next to Raikou, there isn't enough of a difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Walking Wake and Suicune, like like you say, it, it was so different between the two, yet you could see the the common the commonality, but th- there was more that was different between the two than there was the same, whereas this feels there's more of the same than what is different, and I think it suffers because of it. And I think if it's... If the clouds were wrapped around its face all the time, I think it'd be a stronger design. Yeah, I agree. And the worst part about this is, did you see the uh, fan artwork that had already made Raiko a long-necked creature? So I've And it se- looked phenomenal. Yeah, so I have seen it simply because uh, I saw the people pointing out, oh, I called this months ago, um, but I can't remember what it looks like now off the, off the top of my head. Um... What what I have seen is the fact that a load of people are predicting the Entei is going to be a Triceratops-style Pokemon. Uh, I disagree. I'd say Stegosaurus. Oh, Given that, that it's working. already got those three spikes on its back yes. where its big cloud mane comes off of, yep. it's set up already to be a Stegosaurus. That makes sense. I like that idea. That's like that's it. me. That's my shout. There you go. And, we're, and, and it, it would follow the theme of dinosaur yes style creatures which means naturally it's going to be nothing to do with the dinosaur of course all. not no why would it yeah they would they they sell it's, the it's, rules we're to... actually going to have a, an elephant entei we... <laughs> <laughs> what it past them you know I it's really... just I, it's a woolly mammoth now what what are yeah. you gonna do yeah yeah you ain't got choice like whatever they do they do um what do you think of the name raging bolt fine I, I enjoy it. I I like it. Um, I like it more than Walking Wake. Uh, I feel like, um, but I do like yeah. Walking Wake. Um, uh, Poker Hot or Poker Not? Uh, I'll give it a Poker Hot. I like its okay. cloud beard. Yes, yes, me too, me too. Poker Hot. And then we have Iron Crown, which again follows the theming of the Swords of Justice having futuristic mechanical forms. This one doesn't disgust me as much as the last one. No, I wasn't a big fan of Iron Leaves. I'm not a big fan of most of the Violet Paradoxes, the future forms. I okay. think they're far too much. It's that Pokemon bot robot. Yeah. And it <clears> doesn't <throat> do anything for me. And looking at the official artwork for this, I thought the same thing. I'm like, I really like the colors. I really like what you're doing with the the head being in half and got those like blue lights that we still see down the front of um what's your motorbike i'm you know this is really bad when i'm forgetting pokemon names Maridon. 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 Yeah, yeah yeah 
those same kind of like speckly energies. Looks very cool. However, the in-game yes. version of this, yeah. its horns give off this huge it's, energy, and it looks so regal and powerful. And they flow and I love as well. It. Yeah, they yep. flow as well, don't they? It looks absolutely amazing. I was the absolute same. It's one of those Pokemon where I looked at the official artwork afterwards. I was like, oh, that that is disappointing. And then when I looked at it back again in the gameplay, I was like, okay like really like the design of this pokemon it's really weird though because iron iron leaves was it Mm -hmm. that its design was really close to the original version it's based off and i think a lot of people were disappointed by that and yet this Uh, is quite similar to cobalion but i feel differently about it i look at it and go i really like this design i think this is because and it's all to do with how that gameplay shot looks with its horns looking yeah. differently. It yeah. looks like an upgrade. Yes. It looks like somebody's gone, yes, but cooler. Yeah. Which yeah. is what, if you're going to robotify Pokemon, what you want, then go, yes, but cooler. Don't just yeah. go, yeah, that thing again, but yeah. robot. It's like, no, 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 no. Give me more. Give me, give yeah. me something that I can't get from the official, uh, not the official, the non-artificial version of it. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So yeah, uh, that that is the four new Pokemon that are being, I say four new Pokemon, the four new reveals that we had in this Pokemon Presents, which leads us back around to the second part of the DLC, the Indigo Disc. So the first question I've got to ask you, do you like the biome split? Uh, No, I think it's far too straight, and I think it's far too um one note from what i've seen okay. of it okay um the fact that it's like here's the icy area it's all ice and i'm like yeah. guys that's not how you do a biome yeah you know yeah we, it's like it's fine for an area to be icy but make the top of the mountains icy and then show me what the bottom of those mountains look like show me about the pokemon that live in the colder environment but not where it's snowing yeah that's how you do a biome. You don't just go, but it's ice here. It's ice everywhere. And this like, this yeah. is the hot bit, so it's yeah. desert. Yeah. It's all desert. All all the way across. <laughs> it's all desert. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. It is I it should have been a transition almost. You start at the in the in the middle part, and the middle part you then explore out, and one area gets colder as you progress, one area maybe gets hotter as you progress, one area maybe becomes more ocean like as you progress. That's how they they should have done it. And it's it's a shame that they've not. This does get around the issue, I think, that Scarlet and Violet had where like the biomes didn't really flow into one another very well. Mm-hmm. So this is a way that they just get around that of, oh, it's artificial. It's science. Yeah, it's just artificial. You don't need to worry about it. And it's one of the reasons why I think Legends Arceus, I preferred the the regions is because you didn't need to have, oh, this lava area flows somehow into the beach area. You just go, now they're just two separate separate locations. Well, no, because even in that, they did do that. They had the volcano island off the side and then you had the beach area and then beyond the beach area, you had the grasslands and then it did get slightly more mountainous. The region made sense. No, you're right, actually. Now that I'm... I'm, I was thinking... I was thinking back and got it completely wrong. You know, even in the snowy tundra part of the game, yeah, sure, it's snowing all the time here, but we already know we're further up in the mountains anyway 
and it gets icier the further you get. There are mm-hmm. glacial tunnels and things like that. It's not just blanketed in ice and that's the ice yeah. area. I don't know. Sorry, I feel like I'm complaining a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about something that I think you'll you probably liked about this. New experiences including student life. Yeah, interesting. We'll have to explore this further. Because you enjoyed uh, the the lessons, the lessons that you could do. Yeah. And we're getting yeah. more of them. And the idea is now that you can have your own like club room and you decorate mm. your club room and then you get to invite people up and you, you learn can, about you them. You can invite them, yeah. You can invite <laughs> I, the money you want to come Larry. round. We can invite Larry round. Oh, we Larry, can get okay, to yeah. know Larry. I, I actually would enjoy to invite Larry <laughs> round because he's one of those people that I, I have you ever met one of those people that have I call it negative charisma, where they are yeah. so, where they're so uncharismatic that they circle back around and become charismatic. Larry's one of them. Um I do like the fact that we get to because what I'm hoping is I'm hoping that opens up avenues to get to know these trainers more and find out more about them and learn about them. And again, going back to one of those those things where it just makes makes it feel like you're part of the world and the world didn't just start when you happen to wake up that one morning and decide to go on your Pokemon journey. Um, so I'm li- I am looking forward to to that. You can also change your Pokeball throwing style, which is something I never thought we'd see. Weirdly, something I think was meant to be in the base game. How come? Because Nimona is constantly talking about how she can't throw Pokeballs. She's constantly talking about, okay. I'm good at training, but I can't throw Pokemon pokeballs correctly okay i feel like this was always supposed to be part of the game and we're only just getting it now just got pushed back it does feel really weird how they went you can decorate your own room also uh you can change pokeball throwing style it doesn't feel like why does that matter about why would that be here yeah maybe you'll get different trainers to show you how to throw pokeballs differently you do see other trainers throwing them differently in the trailer but i don't know if that's a trailer thing or maybe that is a part of this bb league maybe each of Mm -hmm. them have a different throwing style so you've got your default you get an extra four bringing the total to five and again i like that because it's another one of those ways that where you want your own identity and it's one of the things that pokemon go does really well in terms of all the it hasn't got an amazing range of customization but it has started to include more of that kind of player customization the mainline game should have that so that you actually feel like oh this is my character and my adventure how can you do that this is another way that you can which i really do like um another thing it said is when you invite the trainers from the base game to get to know them you can apparently battle them as well so is this going trade with them if you win oh i didn't spot that you can trade so, with them? when you invite a trainer over, you can talk to them and take photos together. If you defeat one of these trainers in battle, you'll also be able to trade Pokemon with them, and you might just see a side of them you hadn't seen before. Oh, okay, right. I'm, lo- I'm looking which, forward to that. Which yeah. is cool. When I start giving all of the gym leaders back in Paldea all of the Paradox Pokemon. <laughs> just give them a Paradox Pokemon. There you go. Oh, yeah, no, let's trade. I'll take your crab roller, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Here's one of the most powerful Pokemon ever to exist. Have fun. I'd I'd love that. Do you want a Mewtwo? Here's a Mewtwo, bro. I wonder if there's a limitation. Do you want a Mew with the mightiest mark? 
<laughs> Steel Terror attack, go for it. Yeah, I don't, I've got bite. Hey, I've got I got an entire box of these hacked Pokemon. I <laughs> yeah, keep getting you <laughs> for, for Wonder Trade. I'm just gonna give you a shiny Rayquaza. Why not? Oh, I, would, I would love that, and then see them using that and see battles, them using it in the next time you battle them. Yeah, that would be that would be fantastic. Uh, we get introduced to this uh, BB League. So we've got Drayton, Crispin, Lacey, and uh, Maris. I think it's it's pronounced. So is this? a nova version of an elite four is i think this... they are called the elite four yes so this is uh, a they ex- set you on elite trials that's it and then you get to do the elite four battle one of the trials is the flying time trial if ever you played spyro back in the day it was infuriating because i can fly in these one-off levels but i can't fly in the main game, I can only glide, and it, it, they okay. they actually they actually tease this because the 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 narrator actually says perhaps this latent power will be fully unlocked someday. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? Like it when it means <laughs> maybe once you beat in this half of the game and the second half of the DLC, and then when you go back to Paldea, maybe it's the fact that you can fly now. Yes, opens up the bits of area zero that we didn't get to see before oh that's that's actually that's not a bad shout i so I, it's like no you're not going to get it in the main part of the dlc but in the dlc post game where we go back to paldea yeah. that's when it gets unlocked and it feels like it would be a nice natural progression to rock climb because there are some areas in scarlet violet where you have to use rock climb it's infuriating because it isn't the fastest method of transport if i can just fly up there i'd be well happy with that Again, another mini game. I would love to see if there's competitive version of this available. Uh, I don't think we got to see two player controlled Pokemon flying around at the same time in this. Um, but if we can have more of of that, I, I'd be really happy. What do you think of the uh, the designs of this Elite Four? Uh, I think they all look very interesting. Yeah. I think we've quite clearly got a fire type, steel type, dragon type, fairy maybe. Potentially, think. yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah I like them. I like them as a cast. I d- I, I, do I like as well. The, I like the fact that they're students. I like the fact they're very much part of the school. Yeah, and therefore can be more involved in the story we partake in here. And I think what I like about about them as well is if if they are their own version of the Elite Four, maybe outside of the league or lower down, it doesn't beating them doesn't feel like it like it always does in the per, it, it, it felt especially like this in Scarlet and Violet of I beat the Elite Four champion who isn't the best of the best, and they even acknowledge that you know they've lost to Nimona several times. It's like, oh, okay, well, I feel... And she wasn't even trying. Yeah, it's really infuriating, whereas this feels like if I beat them, it, it doesn't feel like it takes away from them because they are only students because they've still got a lot to learn and develop and stuff like that. Um, I tra- think we do have a champion as well that gets hinted at. Okay. We see a red glove. We see the BB League uh, vest... Uh, white vest red logo on it um i think because we don't get to see a face shot that's implied to be the champion okay oh i love that so it's interesting they haven't revealed them yet yes again i some of i do like it when they reveal 
enough to give you a little bit of oh okay yeah i'm interested in this but not enough to just outright spoil it um again in in kitakami we see this mountain range that looks like a skull i i bought this up when i spoke with british when you weren't in the when you were off and couldn't make it in mm-hmm. on one of the podcasts does it look like a skull mountain to you am i just seeing things no no, no. It, it's it is it looks like it's designed to be that yeah yeah do we think uh, it kind of feels like it's supposed to be the head of a long distant titan yeah that's what it feels like to me my so when now that it's been put in two trailers if it was one trailer I'd be like, oh, okay right it just looks like a mountain do we think this actually plays into the the secrets of area zero or is it just it's a mine that looks like a skull don't read too much I into it. I think it might just be a mountain that looks like a yeah, skull. I think they've gone, hey, um, Kitakami, we've created this whole open world. What's one good looking bit? What's, what's the bit that actually we designed and didn't just procedurally generate? <laughs> the skull mountain. Yeah. The skull, the skull land. Yeah, let's show them that bit. Yep. Yep. I think what... I. If I had to guess what you you thought was the most exciting part about this second one, it, was it this screenshot of old-timey photos relating to Area Zero? Did we get old-timey photos related to Area Zero? Yeah, we got a few of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, and that's kind of when I it... that bit, then. It, that's when it leads into explaining about, oh, no, you're going back to Paldea. There's something going on in Area Zero, and you need to figure out... Okay. Uh, yes, it does. Yes. I mean, I didn't assume that was part of this section of the DLC. Okay. That's what I thought was a transition to. Uh, oh, but remember all that stuff that you're really annoyed that we didn't answer? We are. We're going to get to it, guys. You just need to pay again. <laughs> pay again. <laughs> pay again. Yeah. No, not a new game. Just pay again. Yes. The same game. Yeah. So we can finish it. Finish it this time. Uh, I think that is everything for the DLC. However, I do have one little bit of news which didn't seem to be in the trailer, and I only found this by diving around on the website after. Something new to enjoy, mass outbreak events. So, mass I'll just read what it says. Mass outbreaks are a phenomenon in which uh, many of the same species of Pokemon appear in one location. After After the release of the hidden treasures of Area Zero Part 1, the Teal Mask... Uh, limited time mass outbreak events will begin. During these events, certain Pokemon will likely uh, will become more likely to appear in mass outbreaks. So they're bringing across what I think was one of the successes of Legends Arceus was you know this ability to mass hunt Pokemon to increase your odds of getting a shiny or good Pokemon, and the challenge it brought with that. I was thought mm-hmm. these were quite challenging to do because you can't just drop in and just catch them all because typically there's always one or two that where alphas all wanted to you know kick it but i'm glad they're bringing this to scarlet and violet but is this is this lot behind the paywall or is it just going no. to be okay. no it's not this is going to take place in paldea you need to update your game mm-hmm. once the dlc releases do not need the dlc to take part in the mass outbreaks Perfect. not the clefairy one there will later is, be yeah. outbreaks that take place in kitakami or on blueberry academy Okay. Without the DLC, you can't go to those areas yeah. to take part in the mass outbreaks. One of the cool things uh, it looks like they're adding is it's another way to farm uh, titles or to farm marks. Yes. So we already know that mass outbreaks are one of the best places to shiny hunt things, but you're now going to be able to shiny hunt things with a specific mark as well. Okay. So 
as we talked about a couple of weeks ago about shinies not being that important anymore, here's another way that they've gone. Yeah, it's another shiny Pokemon, but it's a cooler shiny Pokemon because it has yep. a mark as well. Yeah, which makes it even rarer. Yeah, so you're going to have the ability to farm these and chase them down. The fact that they are adding this as a free update, like they did with Legends Arceus, again, another one of those things where, you know, the Pokemon Company and Game Freak doesn't always get everything right, but every now and again they do they do just go, here's something free and cool, and the, the mass outbreaks in Legends Arceus are what kept me playing that game for even longer. So yeah. who knows? This might be... Because I'm one of them that... I do eventually want to go back and play Legends Arceus again. But I do get that itch every now and now and again to just load it up and go, I'm going to do some mass outbreaks and just see what I can find, potentially find a shiny. Maybe this will get me coming back to Scarlet and Violet. It'll definitely get me coming back more than raids will. Mm-hmm. Appreciate this, but more than, more than the raids. So yeah, another, another positive bit of news for Scarlet and Violet. Have you got anything else about the DLC or the presents in general? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Here's here's the big question. Are we have both gone on the record in saying we're not that excited about the DLC? Certainly not enough to pre-order it. Maybe gonna have to wait for reviews instead of buying it day one. Has this changed your mind? It's it's made me more excited. But I'm still not going to pre-order it. I'm still going to wait for the reviews to come in. Um, I think there is a lot of positive things in the DLC. And while I have my frustrations with Scarlet and Violet, I had frustrations with Sword and Shield, and the DLC went some way to improving my experience of Generation 8. I'm hoping that this is the same outcome of, okay, Scarlet Violet wasn't great, but the DLC was really positive and a lot of fun. But I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to pre-order it. I've been, I've been burnt by Scarlet Violet and, and Pokemon before, um, but I am interested to find out more, and eventually I will play this. What about yourself? So at the moment. The mini games I feel like are a cool addition, like the photography, the yeah. ousting, uh, the trials that we'll take in the next uh, game or the next section of the DLC. It always feels weird talking about these as if they're two different things, but they're one DLC. And it's I just don't like weird. how they do that. Yeah, no. Um, the problem I have at the moment is the biggest draw for me is the story. And if the story is anything like the story that we got in Sword and Shields DLC, it can be good, but it won't be very long. Yeah. And if I solve the story of the Teal Mask in two hours, I'm going to be miffed. Yeah, agreed. I'm going to be really, really upset because that's what's drawn me in. Uh, Indigo Disc, it's the Elite Four again. But without gym challenge first, so again it's the same story but condensed. The, you've got bits about Terrapagos in there. The most frustrating thing for me is what I'm really looking forward to, and what I really wanted was answers about Area Zero, and I'm not going to get that for the longest time 
And if that's anything like, again, we can only compare it to the Sword and Shield DLC, it'll be post-game to these two. So you have to play through both these parts in order to unlock that bit. I, I, I am more excited than I was. I am still apprehensive. Yeah. I, I from a story perspective, because Sword and Shield, while, while I enjoyed those, they were just side adventures. They weren't a continuation. These feel like they could potentially... I think there'll be elements of both of these that are a continuation. I don't think it'll be, oh, you've ended up in this area, we're following this story. I think there'll be two separate stories and there'll be an odd thing here or there that connects to the ending of the return to Paldea. Mm -hmm. I'd still be happy with that, but I would much rather it feel like a continuation of, oh, I'm going to this region not because it's a side adventure, but because I've heard more about Area Zero and there's rumors about it tying in with this the teal mask. Arvin's asked me to go along to investigate. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I I think there'll be more standalone with little snippets, uh, which is disappointing. But again, I, I I always maintain that whenever I have in the past bought DLC. The best DLCs have always been a continuation of the main story rather yeah. than just a side adventure. And I, th- I think back to uh, Mass Effect 2 and uh, I think it was The Lair of the Shadow Broker, one of the best pieces of DLC ever played that engaged you from start to finish because it was basically, here's the here's the gap story between Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3. You don't need to, need to have played it for Mass Effect 3, but by playing it, you've got a really good experience with returning characters and it just hit all the right marks and it felt like oh this is additional content for the game that i loved and completed 100 percent, and that's what i want I, I want a continuation so that when you do finally get to area zero and figure out the ending of that story it feels like i've i've completed a full experience here which is annoying that it isn't in the main game but We'll we'll see. We'll see why that is, and and we'll go from there when we eventually Let's, do review it. Here's the other thing as well, and I just had to double check this. Uh, the DLC is fifty pound. A lot of money into it. That's that's a whole nother game. Yeah, I'm not paying that much. Is, is this is going to have the content of a whole nother game? <laughs> with how with how limited Scarlet and Violet was, it might do. Um, I and and to be fair. Let, let's be honest, that's why they've done the model that they've done, because if they release them as two separate pieces of DLC, you could buy one and not the other, you run the risk of people buying the first one and just thinking, nah, this wasn't that great, I'm not going to buy the second one. By grouping them together, you've, you're kind of beholden people to play the second one, even if they didn't enjoy the first one. Connor's looking oh, really I, concerned. I'm, I might have lied. This, oh, okay. it's just, this might be Nintendo's website being depends on where you are where you watch it Um, i know i think it's i'm on nintendo's official website sorry i think it's saying that pokemon scarlet is 50 pound the hidden treasures of area zero is another 30 pound okay together it's 80 pound okay 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 it's it's another 30 pound which again is no it's not not as bad chunk of change yeah no because that's still the price of a ds game that's still the price of a ds game yeah, it, it, mm. that's that's the price that we used to pay for. for that's that was full price Pokemon games. It, 
like these games shouldn't be yeah. 50 pound and no. they're not if you buy no. them anywhere agreed i'm, I'm um i yeah, think sorry. no it's all right i i think because what happened with scarlet and violet where i paid 50 60 quid for it for a digital version and then within a week it was reduced i'm probably mm-hmm. going to do the same with this and i think that'll be i think that'll be a measure of success in terms of it's released they're not reducing the price the reviews are good okay right i'll go in if the reviews aren't good or the price drops then i'll know well okay there's something amiss here maybe it hasn't hit the mark and then i'll figure out i mean i'll play it eventually anyway because my daughter will want to want to pay for it whether or not for birthday for christmas she'll want to play it because she's getting mm-hmm. back into scarlet and violet now so I'll, I'll play it at some point or we do have a release date we do have yes, a release date for the teal mask it is coming next month 13th of september also, just as everybody goes back to school just what you want eh? not during the summer holidays when children are off you want just as they go back i yeah i i'm looking forward to the reviews of this because what i think scarlet and violet i kind of feel like broke the cycle of reviews for pokemon because gen generally they're quite positive or optimistic or you know when they when they talk about the negativity or the the negative aspects of the games they're always like a little bit of a comment at the end and it it never the reviews never accurately reflect some of the issues of the pokemon games scarlet and violets at least from the reviews i was reading were very critical of the game i'm not sure what why that was well, I know, I know why the games were, but why more reviewers were more critical of Pokemon compared to when they've been in the past makes me optimistic that re- that we're not going to get, you know, wiped with the Scarlet and Violet reviews of, oh, it's great, it's fantastic, go buy the DLC, you buy the DLC. It's like, oh, okay, this isn't that great. I'm kind of hoping we get the same with the with the you know, very realistic reviews of the DLC, which will help to inform more people whether or not they should pay money for this i'm probably gonna get it <laughs> we talk about it on a weekly basis we of course do I'm gonna we get do it. yeah i i am as well i just i just i don't know when but we will as it gets closer i guess we'll we'll figure that out i'd feel a lot better if it was just 15 now and 15 later yeah i but can see that but i know why no. they don't do that yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Right, we're coming up. I to- mean, because if they'd done that with Sword and Shield, no one would have bought the second DLC. Because n- from at least what I remember, nobody liked um, the Isle of Armor. The Isle of Armor was the weaker one of the two. Agreed. Um, and I I do think that the, the there is a reason why they bundle them together, and it's it's to stop a drop off of people. And I will say the Isle of Armor only really had a story element, though. It had a new island to explore. It had the story element to it, and then that was kind of it. Yeah, it was all about we just getting that new Pokemon. Yeah, we didn't really get the, you know, addition to the game, which was the Dynamax Adventures, until the second half of the DLC. Yeah, and you got the birds in that. You got the Reggies. Did you get the Reggies in that? Can't remember. Doesn't matter. Yeah. The point still stands. A lot more was added in the second half of that DLC. So I can see yeah. why people were a little bit less warm on the first half. This looks like they're splitting it a little bit better. It does. So maybe they're learning. Maybe. 
We always say they learn the wrong lessons, but we'll find out. We'll find out indeed. Right, should we wrap it up there? Because we've been chattering on for nearly two hours. Two hours. Um, if you've got comments and questions, uh, let us know what you thought of Pokemon Presents, what you're excited for, uh, what you aren't so excited for. Uh, the links are in the description below, as always. And that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just top dollar, aren't you? Connie, where can we find you? You can find my name. It's been a long oh, day. Oh, that channel. Okay, interesting. <laughs> right. No, you can find one. me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget. I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoeing Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoeing on Twitter. I will never call it X. I go was away. glad you said it because I was going to say it too. <laughs> never going to call it X. Uh, before you go, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. If you're watching on YouTube, then please leave a like. It really does help us to reach new people, which is what we're all about. Uh, we'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya. Bye.